0: Just having some fellowship with uh, Brother Harold, the chairman of the meeting, and, uh, finding out he's a missionary, and we kind of have things in common. He's going back now into uh, the Gold Coast, Africa, and I'm aiming to be there this year. We were trying to get something together. Uh, about visiting up the Gold Coast after coming from South Africa. So we had what I think one of the greatest meetings in my day was in South Africa when we seen thirty thousand blanket navies receive Christ at one time. And they asked them to break their idols on the ground if they really meant it. And they broke their idols like a dust storm coming up and accepted Christ as their Savior at one meeting. They had a good follow-up there, so they they caught them. But the greatest altar call I can remember of the Lord giving us was in, uh, was over in India, where we had approximately five hundred thousand in one meeting. And there we we just couldn't estimate just as far as you could see as just everywhere, and all of them accepting Christ, the Savior, but not one thing to follow up with. So therefore, of course, the the Sikhs taken theirs, the James taken theirs, and so forth, I guess most of them went back on seeing something the Lord do and produce. there. My ministry that the Lord gave me in America is not to affect me, just the Pentecostal people. Most of the American churches are highly intellectual churches, and they believe a creed, and that, that's just where they say you can't move them from. But when you take a native and try to tell him something about a creed, he don't even know which is right or left hand. What good does it do to give him a track? He's got to see something. And when he sees it, then he's convinced. And sees his witch doctor raise up and challenge him to see the Holy Spirit down it right there. Then that, that shows you know, who's God. And that, that settles it. And so it's a very happy meeting with Brother Harold. I was, was talking about the natives of Africa. And he was talking about sponsoring one of Brother... Gil Osborne. Many of you know Brother Osborne, I guess. Oh, there is a precious in right? Brother Osborne. He's one of my bosom friends. I certainly have a deep reverence in my heart for Brother Osborne. Such a great missionary. Uh, to, I believe he's done more in the mission field than anybody on earth today that I know of is Brother Osborne. Very sweet, fine boy. And I certainly love Brother and Sister Osborne. They tell me that Mama argued right in the Are you hiding from me, Mama Argenbride? I sure appreciate the fine fruit. And no wonder she's such a nice little lady. Uh, uh, she comes from this part of the country here. She's always talked about grass valley. How I many you know Mrs. and Mrs. Argenbride? Right? Around grass valley. I right? fine. Where are you at, Mama Argenbride? I haven't seen you in so long. You there she is. Bless her heart. Her home is my second home wonderful woman right here from Grand Valley, and she's always had a burden for this people, and Mother Argy if this is your first night here, I was out in the woods praying today when you visited the wife, and I'm sorry I wasn't in to get to see you and to meet your friends, but I'll say that I've seen something happen among your people here that I haven't seen in any American city anywhere. I've seen Christians recognize their wrong to the Word of God and standing after mercy. Okay. That sounds to me like a revival to break in here to be wonderful. As much as I have preached around the world, and especially in America, I've never seen before, groups of Christians, when the Word was brought down to show the Word, they raised up and said, "Witness, they were wrong. Not only that, but ministers with them. Now that's sincere. I like that. Did you argue right? Then made you stand up. I'm going to embarrass my wife. (laughs) She's the most timid person in the world. She's sitting here tonight. Honey, I know you'll get even with this, but I'm going to ask my wife to stand up. Sweetest woman in all the world to me. (laughs) My girl, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Rebecca. Honey, I know you're sunburned, but I want you to stand up (laughs) anyway.
1: All right, Rebecca. My daughter, thank you, thank
0: you, brother. Judah Rose, how many know? This. One night he had my wife to come to the platform where I was at. After it already started, she likes to faint, she just dodges him everywhere she can see him. She gets out of his way because she's afraid to call it the platform again. I told her one night I would have had you to raise up and speak a little while for her. She said, "Get a bucket of water ready." <laughs> a very dear person, my wife, if there's any credit to be given to the Brandon family, let it go to her. She's the one that stood between me and the public and all the things that's been done right, she's done. I hope that every young man here, when he gets married, he'll get a wife. And you'll live and happy together as his wife and I have these twenty two years that we've been married. He who has found a wife has found a good thing. Solomon said a good woman is a jewel in a man's crown an unrighteous one is water in his blood and his blood streams his life. So an unrighteous one is the worst thing he can get a hold of and a righteous one is the best thing he can get a hold of outside of salvation. If God could have given a man a better thing than a wife, he would have given it to him. Because God just gives the children the good things, And he gave him a wife and I'm thankful for it. And to see the women when I... And cut in the other night with the scripture on waiting Pentecostal women are dressing and wearing their hair and going, you say that don't make any difference. It sure does. I want to ask you something, Brother Harold is here, a missionary, at Durban South Africa, where women standing there as naked as they come into the earth, never had one stitch of clothes, just as small, about four or six-inch clown, in front of them. And standing there just as naked as they were, and standing on the ground after this great, miraculous miracle had taken place at the platform, and there was, in that group of nearly 10,000 Mohammedans at one time accepted Christ, that same thing. And then, in there, when these, women standing up for these men, accepting Christ, and Brother Baldwin said, Brother Branham, I believe you ought to make that call again, I believe they meant physical healing. Now I said, of course, 15 different interpreters, you know, what it takes you, have to jot down what you said, I mean. You say Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to save sinners, and this will go, blub 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 and this will—that go, That's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You know, I, I, I used to hear people speak in tongues, and I thought, my, that can't be right. But the Bible said there's not a sound without a meaning. An image. When I heard that, some of them cluck like birds, some squeak like bugs, and every, but it means a meaning to them. it well, every sound was a meaning. And when it went through again, and I said, well, then let those now that really know that it's not physical healing, it's accepting Christ as Savior, a heaven to go to. You believe in the Son of God, you accept Him as your personal Savior, break your idols on the ground. And they throw them down. And I said, right there now, raise up your hands to that God and give Him praise. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. And while standing on that ground, I've seen women that were stark naked. And as soon as Christ struck them, they walked away from that ground with their hands folded. And when you've seen them again, they had on clothes. Now, if Christ will make a heathen naked realize that she's wrong being naked and then women who profess to be Christian and every year shit more all, I can't understand that. There's something wrong with some of a raw heathen is standing there, barred in this world, and just swirling, never knew she was naked. She don't know she's naked, but let Christ come in her presence, she realizes she's naked. And so she try to cover herself as much as she can, to so fold her arms and walk away. Two or three days later, you find her again. And she's dressed. There's something wrong somewhere, and I'm sure it's not the Christ. <laughs> oh, I think the word is perfect. I just love Abraham's journey, don't you? I'm staying with it a long time. I hope I get to Jehovah Jireh tonight. I took the text three or four nights ago and never got to it. But one year at home, I took a subject preaching on Joel. Well, about almost a year, I was in the book of Job every Sunday and Wednesday on Joel. And finally, I got him up to sit on the heap. I had him there about three or four weeks ago on one precious sister was uh, encouraged to write, me, she said, "Brother Branham, when are you ever going to get Job off the ashes?" Well, I guess you wonder why I'm never going to get Abraham up to see Jehovah's Jireh. But I had a point. Abraham or uh, uh, Job was sitting there on the ashes, Elihu speaking, God crying a saint brought it all in, got to this spot where I could make the killing shot, got everything ready. Then the Lord came down in this whirlwind, and lightning began to flash thunder and thunders roar. The Spirit of God came up on the prophet. He stayed up on his feet that said, I oh, know my Redeemer
1: liveth.
0: Watch Redeemer? And at the last days he shall stand upon the earth and throw as the which destroys his body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, my eyes shall behold and not another. Oh, what a lesson there. To drive that in, its taken a while to get the people all situated, the spirit just right, then drive it. And then uh, all the altar dying is filled with people repenting. Just if you're led by the Spirit, just take your time until it's, you've got zeroed in. If you don't shoot too high or shoot too wide or something, let's make it zero. The Bible, I believe that God wants us to zero in. The Holy Spirit zeroed in with the apostles, or they are zeroed in with the Holy Spirit, brother. And I believe we can do the same thing by the same word. It hit the target. And if it hit it one time dead center, it can hit it again. But well, you got to zero in. Be sure you're breathing, you're pulling, everything's just right. I shoot targets. Know what it is. Lay a match. And a rifle that will zero one time I sent a little Model 75 back to Winchester Company one day and I couldn't make it hit over a, about a three-fourth, a quarter of an inch at fifty yards. And the Winchester Company sent it back to me and said, Reverend Branham, that gun's only made to, to group, a five-shot group, uh, inch at 25 yards. Now, that was the company that made it. I know different. I just drove on a line precision, nine straight carpet attached at 50 yards with it. So I know it was zero hand. So I just kept fooling with it and fooling with it until I got it driving back again. Now, the same thing is by the Word of God. Those things, those apostles did, those things that Christ promised, we got to get zeroed with the Word, with the Spirit. If it did it one time, it'll do it again because it's God and God is the Word and he can't fail. There's some static, a gun be a little too loose this way, in the forearm a little loose or too tight. Anything that binds it, you can put the weight of your finger on a rifle and it shoots you perfectly. The weight of your finger will throw it off. You've got to have everything perfect. That's what you have to do in Christianity to make the Word, make it manifest and act right yourself with the Word and with God. It's got to be perfect. And then it. zero. Got to be. So therefore in preaching, you got to feel the Spirit just right. Then zero. Way it'll go. It'll drive to the target. Then the people sitting around many times, people say, Brother Bram, I don't hear about your meetings. I don't have outlets like the other brothers do. They have magazines. They have, they have radio, television. I just go through and trying to represent the Lord Jesus, The people see it, believe it. They get well. God knows it. That's all necessary. We don't... We're not... There ain't going to be no history written. Don't worry about that. There's not going to be time for history writing. I believe Jesus is coming. I, I believe it. I want to live the day like it would come today or tomorrow. Not those no great big schools and so forth. Why do we do those things and then preach Jesus is coming? Why, our own work, testify against us. Yes. right. Jesus is coming. Let's see. make the church ready for it. Let's get ready. Oh, how I love him. Let's bow our heads now for word of prayer. Oh, how I love to see people when they reverently bow their heads. Now, let's just step silent for a little bit. Now, we want to take our time tomorrow Sunday, the Sabbath, Christian Sabbath day, and I don't want you late at Sunday school, though we don't want to hurry with these things. Think now, Lord, is my desire in my heart tonight according to your will? If it is, then you think of it, and then as you think of it, your desire, and check it with God's program, if it seems to be just right with God's program, then I want you to raise up your hand to God and say, God, remember me. This is what I have been I just thank real, Lord. God bless you. That's good. Well, Lord, bless you. That's good. Just keep on putting up your hands. You keep
1: all the notes, all the That's good. God bless you. Amen. Lord, bless. you. That's good.
0: Just keep thinking, putting up your hands now what do you and watching each hand go down.
1: All right. That's fine.
0: Heavenly Father, we now come approaching again in that all-sufficient name of the Lord Jesus up to the throne of mercy. As the poet said, let me at the throne of mercy. Find the sweet relief. God, their hearts are burning for something, and let them now at the throne of mercy find the relief that God releases to them the grace, the sufficient and the faith for what they have need of. God, hold my hands up. I have need Remember me, Lord. Remember all these people here, these hands, reverence, Oh how the testimonies have come in because of these things. Reverence way out across these sand hills here somewhere. Sick mothers, fathers, little babies, people in the hospital, old blind, daddy sitting back on the room with a white seat in his hands. Waiting for the return of these hands. God be merciful. Grant all that whosoever they are laid upon, may the enemy lose his power and strength. May they go and be evil. Here's one road crusher, cancer. Let that devil turn into evil. May the Holy Spirit, as God looks down through the blood of his own son that died for this river, may the greatest moment be sufficient tonight, and faith be flowing abundantly of all men abundantly, that they might receive their healing. Grant, it, Lord, bless thy word now help your servants, anoint us for the service, anoint every heart here, hear. And we're just going to speak now, Father. You tell us what to say and tell us what to do. We're expecting you to be with us in the meeting. Thank you for the fine songs tonight. Those beautiful hymns. This young man back there, Brother Hines, just sang that wonderful hymn of the Galileans. May that Galilean stranger walk in now tonight. May we hear his voice say to the troubled mind, like he did the troubled waters. He be still, and may ever troubled heart be at ease. We ask in Jesus' name, Amen. <clears throat> and he called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh, and it is written in the Mount of the Lord shall be seen. Now we want to start with this great character. And tomorrow now, Lord willing, we're going to try to get to the end about Abraham tonight. And tomorrow uh, maybe a text on divine healing. The Lord's been good to us here. We've been hearing testimonies of what the things that's happened. And so glad we had one night a complete prayer line or called him, and there wasn't a feeble one that we'd seen in the building, wheelchair anywhere, but what was up, walking around, going. And now, each night the Holy Spirit is coming in his magnificent August presence, and went out to the audience declaring himself that he is here. Then we ought to believe him. He wants you to believe him. The highest honor that you can pay God is to believe him. You must believe he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And now believing. And as I'm taking Abraham, the journey is just because I'm trying to build faith for a great climax to let the people see who they are. That's the trouble. I find two classes of people as I travel. One of them is Pentecostal, the other is fundamentalist. Now the fundamentalists positionally know where they are, what they are, but they haven't got any faith with them. The Pentecostal has faith but don't know who they are. Now it's just like a man who's got money in the bank, but he don't know how to write a check, the other can write a check and has got no money in the bank. If you could just ever get them together, something would happen. Do you ever get Pentecostal faith and fundamental doctrine? If you're going to ever or either get fundamental doctrine and Pentecostal faith, something's going to take place. Right. Now, how would I give a testimony here where I've seen a Lutheran school, 400, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit while speaking to them upon it? Oh, my, it was a glorious sight. So let them know that they're not called Lutherans, they're not counted out. It's nothing against the Lutherans, Baptists, Methodists, ever what you are, Catholic. I'm not against those things. I'm not against those people. It's the system that holds them is what I speak against. Nothing against the individuals. They're all human beings which Christ died for. Catholic, Jew, whatever he may be. It's the system, like a Mohammed, Sikh, Jain, or whatever it might be. It's the system. Buddha is a system. See, not the people that, that worship Buddha. It's the system that draws them off. That's the same thing Jesus wasn't against the people he died for, but those systems that was keeping him away, keeping them away from him. That's the thing now. Now, I thought, and taking Abraham, knowing that it was to Abraham the promise was given, and Abraham's seed after him. Now, let's journey back a little bit and get a background, and come tonight straight to the text now for a little while. And prayer cards will be given to anybody that wants to be prayed for. And we you don't get them all tonight, we'll get them tomorrow. And anybody that wants to be prayed for must have a prayer card and be here at 1.30 tomorrow to pick up your prayer card because we won't disturb the meeting and we'll pray for every person that holds a prayer card tomorrow. We've been trying through the night to get those who do not have prayer cards so that those who have prayer cards will have the privilege of being in the prayer line. And the others are called out there without prayer cards. That gets both, both times. The prayer card means nothing, but you give a person a prayer card, he's about 40% healed right then. You think he's coming to the line. Something he can hold, something he can look at, or something. And a uh, uh, boy will be giving out the prayer cards tomorrow at one thirty, so they can be away by 2 o'clock, so they rest the rest the exercises of the day. And you want the pictures? The books are tape must be got tonight. No selling on Sunday. We never permit that. The sell 'em we respect Sunday. Don't sell it all on Sunday. And these books and things they're nothing to me. They are books that people have written about my ministry, pictures that the um, American Photographer Association took the picture, and it belongs to the Douglas Studios, copyrighted. The book belongs to Brother Gordon Lindsay and Chaplain Julius Statscliffe, we buy them and bring them to the meeting and sell them almost to what we get them for and lose on them. And we always said this, if any, I've told a that sell book, if a man or a woman comes up there, poor person, hasn't got the money to buy that book, give it to them anyhow. And we'll honestly just take it care of it. If you got the book and it isn't worth what it's supposed to be, bring it back. There'll never be one return of nothing but giving you your money back. See? It's just something to help your faith, that's all we're trying to do it for. We would permit it to be here. That's exactly right. So now tonight remember they'll be at the bookstand. A good friend of mine, Mr. And Mrs. Wood, wish I had time to tell you their testimony of how their son would feel the polio and many other things that uh have taken place the people who is here in the need. Now let's background Abraham. First, God made Abraham unconditionally covenant he made with Abraham, not anything at all. Abraham had nothing to do but believe God. The covenant was purely by grace and unconditional. Not if you will, God said, I have. And now every man, remember, all Abraham's seed that ever come to God comes the same way. Not nothing you could do. You cannot save yourself no more than you could take your bootstraps and jump over the moon. You cannot save yourself. No man ever sought God. It's God-seeking man. You never chose me, said Jesus. I chose you. The first night could you go out here and tell a pig that he's wrong he can slough? He'd tell you to tend to your own business. But it would have to take something that could change his nature to make him realize that he's wrong. Something has to happen to the pig first. That's the reason so-called Christians many times walla in the mud, back in sin, is because you could worship pigs and paint their fingernails Put on lip manicure, uh, that's wrong, ever what it is, uh, lip rouge, isn't it, or something? Yeah. I get that all that stuff mixed up. You know what it is. So you put the old style on some lip rouge and, uh, you know, do all the other works to it and she'll go right straight to the waller and waller again. Why? She's all to begin with. The only way you'll ever make her any different is change her nature. That's the only way that a man or woman can ever line up with God is change the nature, clean out, die to the old man's sin, and be reborn again by the Spirit of God. And that is Christ is the Spirit of God, and Christ is the Word, and it witnesses with the Word. That's the only way they'll ever do it. Now. Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. And today we are pilgrims, strangers, looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Look, Abraham, before it ever known, there was something like an instinct in him, that he looked at the city. Today, passing down with the wife, I was seeing a lovely little place here sitting on the hill. Maybe 300 years ago, beautiful woods, great high timbers, man come in and cut them down, polluting the stream. It would be a beautiful place to live here. But you look, he built houses. Then they begin to multiply. Sin and violence begin to come in. Hollywood moved in close to him. Brought it in by movie, by television, by... And now it's a contaminated, yes. sinful, every city. And surely as people, something in them likes to live together to neighbors and be righteous, there is surely a city somewhere. Yes. The deep calling to the deep again. And Abraham saw the cities of his days. era of Chaldea. And he knew that because there was something in him calling, there was a city that was different. Whose builder and maker was God. And God, seeing that in Abraham, told him, separate yourself now. Come on out. Now, Abraham, one thing I want you to notice. He obeyed God's word to the letter. Always remember that. That's my message. You must obey the Word. I know anything contrary to it, leave it alone. It may look good, but don't reason against God's Word. That's the first thing Satan did was reason against God's Word to Eve, And she never doubted it. She just reasoned. Satan reasoned it. And that's the way they do today. Is it reasonable we should do this? Is it reasonable? If it's against God's Word, leave it alone. It's the voice of Satan. Let the Word, if the Word's in you, if ye abide in me in my Word in you, then ask what you will. The Holy Spirit, if you abide in me, my Word in you, that's the Word made flesh, ask what you will, and it'll be done. That's why get all creeds, all things away is Hold to the Word because it is Christ. Notice, then it will manifest itself. Someone said, Brother Brown, how do you know those things? How can these, what you see here in the meeting is amateur things. Anybody travels with the meetings at The Holy Spirit reveals things that come weeks and months between times. Ask anybody, that ever fail one time it can't fail. How do you know? Because it's a promise of the Word, and the hour is here. It's got to come to pass. Now, I don't know there'll be a very few, a minority will believe it, but it's got to go forth just the same. And did you ever notice? It goes right over the people's heads, and it's passed and done before they recognize it. Oh, Always exactly. that way. Do you Catholic people, you know what your church does? Because children of it. Was a real saint of God. Done miracles of God. Prophesied of God. And you called her a witch and burned her to the stake and her screaming for mercy. And you burned her to the stake. Hundreds of years later, you realized you was wrong. Then you made a saint out of her. She passed out over you and you didn't know her. Elijah passed through. They didn't know him at all. Quite. Christ passed through. They didn't know him. Life is death, burial, and resurrection. God sets that, and it absolutely pulls the wool over the eyes of the unbeliever and shows. He said, I hid it from the eyes of the wise and prudent and reveal it. The babe's touches will learn. Christ thank God for doing it. See? Humble yourself. Believe it. Test the word. Jesus said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me. Yeah. You ought to know the hour. Set to call the Pharisees, you hypocrites. You can discern the face of the sky, but the signs of the time you can't discern. For if you'd have known me, you'd have known my day. Passed right over them. Didn't know it until it was done gone. Notice. Now. The word being so important. And notice another while we're on it. Lot. Jesus said himself, remember, Lot. Why? If the word isn't so important, if reasoning is alright, when that angel said to Lot and his family, go to Zorah, but don't look back. And Lot's wife owned a little insignificant thing as to turn and look back, but it was contrary to the word. She turned to a third Then you say, telling women about cutting their hair, wearing clothes, God said, Don't do it. You follow the word. A lot had her, no doubt an nice wife. But she didn't follow the commandment to the word. Lot. Eve was a good woman, but she didn't follow the commandment to the Word. Just reason a little with it. Is it reasonable, Brother Brandon, that we should do this? I'm American citizen. I, I have a right to do whatever I want to. That's my American privilege. It's your American privilege, but not your Christian privilege. For by Christian you are a sheep, and a sheep forfeits its right. It stays still and lets you take away from it all the rights it has. Yes. But a goat will kick up a storm about it. Yes. Right. But a sheep forfeits its rights. Amen. And a Christian always forfeits your national rights if it's contrary to your Christian rights. Not yes. wife nearly looked back. That was it. Now what did that do? It's tells us here in Abraham and Lot that the thing that they set forth there, an example. And we cannot get away from it. Hebrews 11, chapter said these things was for our example. Seeing that we're compassed about with such a great crowd of witnesses, we are to lay aside every sin. What is sin? Unbelief. Every sin, every unbelief of God's Word does easily beset us. We come up against something well, uh, they teach that, that, that. Was right. Don't you do that. You do just what God said to you.
1: Amen.
0: Stay with us through the letters. He said, don't make any difference. All right. The only thing I can say is what the Word says. And Jesus strictly said that. Remember, not twice. She merely looked over her shoulder. Eve merely stopped for a moment. That's all she done. Lot's wife just looked back. And if God turned that righteous man, Lot, his wife, to a pillar of salt. By just a little bitty thing, just disobeying His commandments enough to just look back and see what all that fire was about. And she turned to a pillar of salt and stands there yesterday as an example that God means what He
2: says.
0: Oh, if real faith could anchor into people. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. Stop for a moment. That's all she had to do. Satan had her caught and just reasoned it with her. Is it reasonable? If sister so-and-so can do that, can't you do it too? She's the pastor's wife. I don't care who she is or who he is. If it's contrary to the word, don't you listen to it. Go straight on. <laughs> Example. That's the way Abraham did. How much reasoning do you think the... The medical science could give him of that baby, that he wasn't going to have that baby. What about when he was 75? Then we find him when he's 100, he still believes it's stronger than he did in the first place. Yeah. Have 25 years to keep building more faith on to. Him. I like that. Yes, sir. Then I want to bring your attention to something else before we get up. Did you notice? Uh, I hope that you got it on that covenant being confirmed by writing that covenant and tearing it apart. Did you get it? Raise your hands if you did. You got what it meant? Covenant. Rolled out. Tore. God taking the manifestation of Trinity. Making it into one. Tearing it apart. Taking the body up on high and sending back the Holy Spirit to live in the church to produce the same thing that that body produced Amen. as a wife. Right. Same spirit, same work, same doctrine, everything just exactly the way He has. Same sign. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Notice, there might be, for venture, a Jew sitting here. See, God does those things and it goes right on among the people, and yet they don't get it. Like i explained about why women veil their face when they get married. Why? They may not understand that. But what they're doing is knowing that they are a body. They have no head. The man is their head. That's the reason Rebecca veiled herself. And that's why the church ought to veil itself and surrender itself to Christ because he is the head and he is the Word. Now, the Jews, the young camper, when they take the communion or the Passover, anyone knows that's a Jew, and knows that under the lid is a broken piece of kosher. And there's not a good I know of that I ever talked you can explain why that broken piece of kosher Well, here it is in the confirmation of the covenant, the broken body of Christ, when he broke God from man, he was both God and man. And when he took the Spirit up, and Jesus said, listen, at that day you will know that I am in the Father, the Father in me, I am you in you in me. It's God in his people, the same God he represented there where we talked on last night. God came down, capital L-O-R-D, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rabbi, Jehovah Manasseh, Elohim, the All-Sufficient One, the Strong One, the Breasted One, all of these Titles and everything manifested in a human body to eat human food. And then out of other signs. God. And Jesus, when He comes, He said, As it was in that day, told would it be. God. That's the broken kosher. Underneath the cover. The broken piece. Not what they take, but what's broken. Why don't they understand it? Same way when Jesus picked up the, the Parsons and begin to read, he read part of the verse and left it off the rest of the because It was just for him for that day. The rest of the verse pertains to his second coming. That's the reason the Jews don't understand that because they had to be blinded. They didn't see the Messiah. And yet he was there. And each time they take the, their Passover, there's the broken kosher again. And not knowing it. I asked a rabbi, he said, we're taught to do that. I said, why do you do it? He said, I don't know. Nobody else knows. See? A woman veils her face, yet she don't realize. Instead of coming in and let her husband be her head, she's the head of the husband. That's perversion. Now that's the American attitude. But that's it. Broken kosher. Then again, we notice again, I want to know. And backgrounding now, before we get down to the real part that we want to speak on tonight. Last night we remember that when Abraham, the covenant was made with Abraham and his seed after him. Now there was a natural seed of Abraham, by the act of faith produced that, but the real seed of Abraham was Christ. The Bible, which was the royal seed of Abraham. Now notice, Abraham, before the destruction of fire in his day, there was a sign done to Abraham, his elected group. And that was God came down in the form of a man, turning his back to the tent from where Sarah was, and told what Sarah was saying in the tent. And Jesus come around and said the same thing would be at the end of the age. Now that was Abraham. Then his natural seed, when Messiah cometh, and Simon came to Jesus, and he told him his name was Simon, and he was the son of Jonas, knowing the secret of his heart, told Philip or Nathaniel Samuel, Philip, God, I saw you when you were under the tree, told the woman at the well, you have five husbands. And she said, Sir, I perceive you're a prophet. See, the end of the natural seed of Abraham got that sign. And it was predicted by the royal seed himself, Christ, that the royal seed at the end of their days would get the same thing. Now, I hope we get it. Change him. Notice, God changed Abraham's name. i better leave off of that. When to come back for a long revival, we'll go into that. He had to change the name from his earthly name to a name given by God. You say, what does a man's name do say anything? Oh, brother, if you only knew. Why some of these modern names we got, I don't want to call them because it hurts your feelings. But it, God has names that it means things. It changes the whole course. Or oh, you say nonsense. What about, what about Jacob? Before he become a prince before God, he had to have his name changed from Jacob to Israel. Amen. Is that right? Yes. Sure. Paul. Saul had to have his name changed to Paul. Oh, how many could we call and say that God changed their name? Abram to Abraham. Sariah to Sarah. Changing their names. Oh my, what a blessing. To get in some little church with an elected group and go to teaching that. See, the hallelujah is in the heart. When you see what God does. Now, last night I was explaining on between the lines and confirming it. I want to just hit it again before going to the text that God. Changed Abraham from an old wrinkled man, him and Sarah, back to a young couple, changed their physical being before they could receive the promised Son. The last sign they got was the manifestation of God in flesh, could read the heart of the woman behind him in the tent. And the next thing was that their bodies were changed. Now, last night, I was getting lazy. And I could feel some wondering about that. I want to still bring it a little closer. Now the proof of it was that when they both took that long journey, they were absolutely as in changed on the Bible said they were both well-stricken in years. And Abraham's body was as good as dead. And Sarah's womb was dead. Was that right? We know they were dead, but God changed them. Now to prove it to you that he did it. First, why would that Philistine, or not a, yes, I believe it was a Philistine, king, fall in love with Sarah, an old woman, and she was there to look upon. Another thing, when Isaac was born, And Sarah and Abraham, well stricken and aged, ready to die. Then they lived up and Isaac got married when he was 40 years old. Sarah died and Abraham married a woman, Keturah, and had six sons, I believe it was, besides the daughters after that. And here, 60 years ago, he was as good as dead to katura He married Keturah 50 or 60 years after that and had six sons besides his daughter. And 60 years before, he was as good as dead. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. There you are. The promise of God is sure. Amen. Amen. Oh, I love it. Just to get to yourself and read. Today back in the Wood Treaty, i got a little something I want to explain. Israel, the people of God, one day was down in Egypt, sold into bondage. And they couldn't help being there. God's great predestinated plan sent them there. He told Abraham they were sojourn in a strange land for 400 years. And there they become like the rest of the people, and they were slaves. If the if the Egyptian man wanted to ravish the young Hebrew girls, nothing could be said. If they wanted to kill a young man, they killed him. Nothing could be said. They were slaves. They throw them out their molded bread. They eat it or do without. Complain, kill. What a place for the people of God! But one day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God remembered his promise to Abraham. Glory. Now I'm beginning to feel religious again. Notice. God remembered his promise to Abraham. And he anointed a prophet with a pillar of fire over him. And he comes down into the land and begins to remind them. Of the promise of God that couldn't fail, and God was present to vindicate His word. Right, He told them of a land that was flowing with milk and honey. God had given it to them. They marched out of Egypt on the strength of the testimony of this prophet with the pillar of fire over him, because he was sent, and God had proved He was with him. Now, when they came to a place called Kadesh Barnea. That was one time the judgment seat of the world, Kadesh Barnea. And there they had a warrior among them by the name of Joshua. And the word Joshua in Hebrew means Jehovah's Savior. And Joshua, the great warrior, now remember, they had never seen this land. They'd only heard about it. You see the type now? Only they had heard of the land. They had forsaken all to go to this land because the word of the Lord had been brought to them and confirmed that they were on the road to this land. What a type of the church. Amen. On the road. Knowing nothing about it. None of them have ever been over there. But Joshua, when they got close to the border, at Cades, the judgment seat, where judgment struck Israel from one who had been over and come back, and Joshua crossed over the Jordan, over into the promised land, and brought back the evidence that it was just exactly what God said it was. And they could taste of the grace that was grown in that blessed land. Now, they've been promised if they could have a home where they could be free. They could raise their children in decency and and godly fear, have church, and so forth. How happy they were to cross over that land and get this home from being slaves. Notice. But when they crossed over, lived their lives, it was a great thing. But finally, the hillsides become plastered with tombstones. They got old and died. Old and died, God's people. Then one day, there come another great warrior, the greatest of all of them, Jehovah, Savior, Jesus. He came, and he said, "There's life beyond death. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. I was going to prepare a place and return again to receive into myself. And this great warrior came to his, Katie Sparnia, the judgment seat for all of us, Calvary. There he took upon him the iniquity of us all. And he crossed the river Jordan that we call death. And on the third day, he rose again like Joshua coming back across the river, bringing the evidence that a man that dies can live again. And he said to make it assured to you, I want you to go up there to the city of Jerusalem and wait there. I'm going to give you an earnest of it. I'm going to give you the evidence, the down payment. And they went up to the city of Jerusalem and waited until eternal life came like a rushing mighty wind. Amen. And today, after 2,000 years, we still have that evidence that we have passed from death unto life, or Joshua has brought back the evidence, and we are on our way to that promised land, tasting of the heavenly gifts of God, that he has brought back to us. Notice this. How wonderful. Look where you once was. Junker, I met a brother today, had a strange feeling to turn a certain street and go away. I forget what the man's name was. He. Maybe you're in the media yesterday. is if God was good to him. He's an Indian. Part Indian. It's from Virginia. And the Holy Spirit said to me, not telling him, I let my wife out to go down this way and turn this corner. I went down there. Oh, it happens all the time. Wait by here. Then I wait there few minutes to turn and go back up this way. And when I did, I met him. He said, Brother Branham, I know, you. Said I've come to Jeffersonville one time, and to find you. And he said, I, he was overseas, but he had been a drunk in his life. I took hold his hand, not knowing what I was doing, and he had slogans of the liver. While I was standing there, holding his hand. The vibration left him. What? He was healed. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Right there on the street corner there here in your City. Absolutely. I don't know who the man... Is he here? I don't know if he is. He, I, I don't know he said he, he, had, he wanted to go back home. I think he had to go. He was a, an Indian man. I think he married a, a white woman. And he was um, from Virginia. And I forget what his name is. He lived down here around Lodi or something like that. And he's been uh, all the way to Teberstil. But he had a feeling to walk up on the corner and the Holy Spirit said, Go down this way. Oh, God have mercy. There you are. I could take hours after hours of telling you things that I've seen happen and done like that. Why? Jesus, our great warrior, went over and conquered the land, conquered death, conquered hell, conquered the grave, rose up on the third day and said, I'm he that was dead and alive again forevermore and had the keys of death and hell. There's a conqueror since he rents the veil in two. There he stands, like an old colored sister, excuse me, my colored friends in here. She was giving a testimony in the meeting, and she's very southern in her talk. She said, well, I want to tell you all something tonight. She said, I sure ain't what I ought to be. And she said, I sure ain't what I want to be. But one thing I do know I ain't what I used to be. So she come somewhere. And I say, that's it tonight. One time we were lost in sin and in today by accepting the evidence the return promise, the down payment on our eternal salvation, we have raised from death unto life and living above it. What will it be when we get the full payment and cross over the river ourselves into that glorious place? Great testing. Now Abraham, after all these wonderful things, he was tested. After he received the blessing, Abraham was tested. Now there's where people say. It. Now listen real close. Don't miss it. The Bible says that every son that cometh to God must be chastened. time. We have, and if we cannot stand the that time, if we become bastard children and not the children of God. It proves that our faith wasn't what we said it was. We haven't got what we profess to have. Now we're getting down in some real good Calvinism. Now, so we have to watch that. Now, notice every son that cometh to God must be chastened, chastised. The word whipping and cutting to pieces. Knock every creed out from under you. See? Try and see if he is the son of God. Now Abraham, after he received the blessing, was then, afterwards were tested. Amen. Where does that time go I have even got to my text, and it's time to close. Will you bear with me another 15 minutes? Thank you. Be reverent. Abraham. Look at Noah. Let's take it just for a moment. We can't hurry. There's no need in my mind. What are we hurrying about? I'm just slow. I ain't like some of these fellows who can't think, just, just beat the right off like that. I I'm slow. I have to wait till he gives it to me. Look at Noah. After God had him to preach 120 years, right in the midst of a greater scientific world than we got today. Oh, sure, they built pyramids. We couldn't build it. They built a speech. We couldn't build it. They embalm bodies that make them look natural yet today. We can't do it. They had dye that they could put in things that they're coloring for 4,000 years and never changed. We haven't got it. And it showed they had a civilization like this jesus said as it was in the days of noah and noah in that scientific world of preaching a rain going to fall from heaven because the word of god said so noah was a prophet and when you see prophets rising you better watch judgment's on its road so then noah preaching and the people turning it down laughing in his face i can imagine some of them said that don't meet our scientific approval. <laughs> I imagine the same thing like it is today. They say this shouting and praising God and crying, this your so-called holy roller life, and they just all the emotional work of it. don't meet their scientific approval, but it meets God's Bible. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Notice. I imagine science come out and said, Look, fellas, look, you're kind of off at the head. Look here, Our, we got radar, we can shoot the moon or send us a Sputnik up there. There's not one drop of water between here and there. Now where's it coming from? I can hear Noah say, God said so. And if God said also, he's Jehovah Jireh, he can provide water up there. God said so, it's going to happen anyhow. Someone said you take a man dying with a cancer, a shed of a man, here he is. Next year he's a good, healthy man. How did it happen? Laid him back. I have hundreds of those testimonies. Amen. A man done, gone out of this life. A doctor signed a statement. He's dead. Been dead for hours after hours. Now uh, God give a vision. He's living now. How? Don't ask me. I don't know. But God says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils.
1: Amen. Right.
0: Whenever you're sick and God pronounces healing. You just go on around with your doctor. Let him tell you when you're well. He'll give you that'll give a testimony to him when he says, Well, it's all gone. Say, Praise God. Thank you, Doctor, for your service. Keep going. That's right. Notice. Now, Noah. He said it's coming a rain. The whole world's gonna wash you wicked people out. Oh nonsense. We got our churches, our pastors don't say anything like that. The old man's off at his head, building away on an ark up there. You think anybody believe it? One day God said, I've heard there's scoffing enough. I'm ready now. Go in. And here come the animals, two by two. The male and female parrot. The male and female sparrow. The male and female goat. male and female sheep. Lions, tigers, all this breathing breath upon the earth entered into the ark. Noah said, That's your life sign! And they wouldn't believe it. Float up and live with your stinking animals! There you are. Noah obeying God. No matter what the world said, he listened to God. He was a prophet. He entered into the ark, and God closed the door behind him. Now. I can imagine some of the borderline believers that sat around and listened to Noah's message and set off a beach, you know. They said, you know what? That old man might have been right. Let's go up and stand around. He said it's going to start raining when that door shuts. God told him to shut the door. It's going to rain. Let's go up and stand around if it, it, it does start raining. We'll knock on the door because he's a kind-hearted old man. He'll open the door. You see, sometimes you're looking at the messenger instead of the message. God shut the
1: devil.
0: No matter how kind-hearted Noah was, it was God that done the shutting and opening, whatever he was. Brother Benham, there's a man sitting down here on the corner. Go down and heal him. We'll believe in divine healing. That's the devil. Amen. The same one said, when well, he put a rag around his face and hit him on top of the head in the court and said, "If you be a prophet, tell us who we'll hit you now." You we'll believe it. He don't clown for nobody. If thou be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. If thou be he could have done it. But he don't clown for no... If thou be the Son of God, come down off the cross. The clergy saying that. He didn't crown for nobody. He's done just as the Father showed him and nothing else. That's what he said, St. John 5, 19. A son can do nothing in himself, only what he sees the Father doing. There you are. Notice. We don't go up and stand around the ark. He'd have been star training. I imagine Noah said, he got in the first layer, climbed up to the next layer, of the birds. From the creeping things up to the next uh, office, from justification up to sanctification, the birth. Then he went from that on into the baptism of the Holy Ghost, where the window was, where the light could come in. I got up in the heavenly, sat down, said, "All right, family, you come coming here with me. In the morning, it's getting late this afternoon. Now, now, God closed the door down there. In the morning, there will be darkness all over the earth." In the morning, the rain will go to fall, and and the ark will float away, and God will will diminish every one of those cruel sinners that disbelieve the message. All of them waiting. The next morning, got up, looked out, pretty and bright. He went in the ark. How many knows what day he went in on? The 17th day of May. When the world was over 600 years old. The 17th day of May. The Bible says so. And when he went in... The seventeenth day passed. The sun come up just as hot as there was. I'd imagine that borderline said, ah, "I told you there was to do it wasn't well, nothing good. What y'all hanging around up there for? Us. Get away from such a quack." Well, I guess that was right. But you see, there is a dividing line that's drawn between belief and unbelief, and you either come one side or the other. And there's a time when you receive your last call. So the second day, what a disappointment that was to Noah and his church when he told them, God's going to destroy the world. But you know how long? He set it out seven days.
1: Amen.
0: Nothing happened. Testing. Yes. That on the eighth day, there was darkness all over the earth. Great big drops began to fall from the sky. The water began to pour. The fountains broke up. The streets filled up with water. People knocked at the door, but Noah yes. couldn't even hear them. And she floated above the highest hill and oh, all without the ark perished. Yes. God testing Noah to see if he tried to climb out the window or something. After he had already made the promise, Noah set it out. Yes.
1: Amen. That's it. Yes. Amen. When
0: you've got the promise and you know it's a promise, stay with it. Yes. Abraham had to be tested, stayed with the promise. Now, they got their last sign, then their body was changed, and immediately little Isaac appeared on the scene. Lovely little Jewish boy, I'd imagine his, after his eighth age circumcised how that young mother, hundred years old. How that Abraham, 100 years old, or her 90, and, and him 100, how they must have been about round of the 20, rejoicing this young little fellow, how sweet he was. And you God said, now, to make the people and days to come, the seed of Abraham, know, your seed know that I keep my promise to any man that will hold on to my word. Amen. I'm going to give him a test. When the little boy got about 14 years old, imagine little shaggy hair, pretty little eyes. Oh, how that happy father and mother. You know how you parents are with your child. Only child. Then God said to Abraham, I wouldn't tell it to Sarah because Sarah uh, was the weaker vessel. And so he said, Abraham, I want you to take this little boy that I'll give you. The one that I'm going to make you a father of many nations by and I want you to take him up on the mountain and I'm going to show you tonight in a vision and there kill him. Destroy the only hope that there was for him to be a father of nations, for God to keep his word. God said I made you a father of nations. He's waiting now all these years until he's 100 years old, 114 years old and here's the little boy now and the only evidence that you've got that I will keep a word you go up and destroy it I still will make you a father of nations for this child. And Abraham says, He staggered not the promise of God. He knows that he received him as one from the dead. Note, if God comes so, he can raise him up from the dead. And then we're the seed of Abraham. And one little theological error can bust in the way and be popular with the rest of the men and women. You go to it instead of staying with the Word. Shame." Some big organization. What does that mean to God? He's sweeping off like that.
1: He's away from it. Has been since he organized.
0: Every one of them and always will be. Not the individuals in there, but the organizational system. It's against God. Every church that's organized is a mother or a daughter of the Catholic organization. The Bible said so. Revelation 17. The old whore and her harlot daughters. Exactly right. We've got her sitting right here now over our nation. Shame on you, fine Democrats that sold your birthrights out. Yes. Yes. All right, we'll leave that go until I come back. Notice. I'm running late. Don't your Christ mean more than you your politics? Yes. You ought to do what Abraham Lincoln said. Alright. Notice. On we go. Now God said you take the little fellow. Take him up there at the top of the mountain. Now, you know where Abraham was a young man enough? He went three days' journey. With the child, with the wood, with the servants and the donkey. Now, any man, ordinary man, I used to patrol, highline, Used to walk when I was game warden. And I can walk easily 30 miles a day. And we got gasoline feet, we call it. But well, that man there, only transportation is by foot, or ride a donkey. And here they was not a little slow donkey, if we can out-walk him. And here he was, three days' journey, and then lifted up his head and saw the mountain far off There, He must have been around a hundred miles from civilization. Way back in the desert, I listened and noticed. Then... He took the wood and put it on Isaac's back, the cross, God's son, years later. Amen. And Isaac packed the wood up the hill that he was going to lay on for a sacrifice. Amen. Foreshadowing. Amen. If God foreshadowed that to a dot, Lot's wife, don't you turn around and look back towards the things of the world. Amen. All those types and shadows are perfect. Amen. Remember Eve. Remember Lot's life. Remember Lot himself, you man. Remember Adam, give in to his wife. Lot the same way. Be careful. I'm just telling you as a brother. It's later than you think. Notice little Isaac going up the hill, and he got suspicious, and he looked around, and he said, "My father." And he said, "Here, my my son." He said. Here is the wood, and here is all everything to buy, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Listen to that old daddy. Without a quiver in his voice, he said, my son, God will provide for himself
1: the sacrifice.
0: His only son, going to the slaughter. But yet that faithful old heart had known that God came by. That's the seed of Abraham today. How can it be, brother Ram, God will provide for himself? How is he going to? I don't know, but he's Jehovah Jireh. Got up the top of the hill, rolled up the rocks, Put the wood on the rocks and lit it with the fire. That said, Isaac, my son, turn around to took the string from around his waist and bound his hands and his feet. Isaac, obedient as Christ was to death, laid him up on the block, reached down in his sheep and pulled out the big knife, Honed it a few times, looking up towards the sky. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong, knowing that he had received him as one from the dead, fully persuaded that if God kept for him to do it, he could raise him up from the dead. That's Abraham. That's his seed Ephi. If that was the natural seed, what ought the loyal seed to be? Not staggered. What God says God will do knowing it is he fully persuaded that what God had promised, God was able to do. Home the night, little Isaac little dark eyes, watching that big, sharp blade as it run over the stone, reached back, stole back the curls off his face, pulled his little chin back, raised up the tears running down his face like that, knowing that he staggered not the promise of God, raised his hands. To plunge the knife into his own son's choke, and when he did, the voice of God called out and called his hand. Abraham! Abraham! Stay your hand. I know now that you love me. What was he doing? Giving a testimony to the seed of Abraham after him. Stay your hand. Don't harm this child. I know that you love me. And about that time, Abraham heard something behind him and he looked. And there was a ram. That's a male sheep. Caught by his horns in the weeds and bushes. And Abraham went and got the ram and killed it instead of his son. Where did that ram come from? He's a hundred miles from civilization. What a wild beast would have killed him if it had been back there. Sure, it's a a domestic animal. Where did it come from? And besides, it's way up on top of the mountain where there's no grass or water. And Abraham picked up rocks all around where it was to make the altar. Where did it come from? It was a vision. It bled. A vision don't bleed.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jehovah Jireh had provided Himself a sacrifice. Yeah. When God comes at His word, He is able to provide whatever He has need of. God. Jehovah Jireh still is Jehovah Jireh tonight. He has a sacrifice already provided. He has a church provided. He has a messenger provided. The Holy Spirit. is here now. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord has provided Himself a Bible, a Spirit. A church, a message, a messenger, and the hour is here now for the church to be raptured and taken home. Jehovah Jireh will provide the means to take that church out of this world by transforming these feeble bodies of arms and taken up in the glory. Jehovah Jireh, how will it come to pass in a modern day like we're living in, as these things will be. Benny, my son, wherever he's at, and I was in India just recently. I, and I picked up a paper when I got off the ship. Thousands were standing there with garlands for the piles. When we got over to the Taj Motel, they had a paper laying there in English. And I seen a big piece that it said, It must be a sign that earthquakes over. What was the matter? Well, about three or four days before the great earthquake, as you read about, all the little birds that live in the rocks in India that don't have fences like we have in California in the United States, they make their fences out of rocks that they pick up. And the little birds fill their nests in it. They make big towers, and birds fill their nests in it. And all the little birds, a couple days before the earthquake comes, flew away from the walls. And in the evening time, or in the middle of the day, when it got hot, the sheep and cattle would stand under the shade of the wall and the tower to keep out the hot sun. But for two days, the cattle and the sheep never come to the wall. They stood out in the middle of the field and leaned against one another for comfort. Then the earthquake comes, shut those walls down, and then the little bird, Begin to return back the cattle from the field. What was it? The same God that could call the sheep and the cattle and the birds into the ark, showing that he's the same God today that can call his animals away. And if he can guide an animal by instinct, how much more wants the church of God to get away from these man-made walls and doctrines of the
1: church?
0: <laughs> is going to fall some of these days. Jehovah Torah has provided itself a resting place for you. Fly away from the towers of the world. Fly away from the glamour of Hollywood. The churches are trying to mock after them. Shine. The gospel don't shine. Hollywood shines the gospel glow. Hollywood shines the glamour. The big church shines with education, and the Church of the Living God glows with humility, with sweetness, and the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of difference between a glow and a shine. He's here now. Jehovah, John, has provided for himself. God is able to be soon to rise, children, of Abraham. If the denominations won't accept it, God can raise children from the streets, prostitutes out of the dead. He can raise up any lady He wants to. But if God has provided a messenger, somebody, somewhere, to receive it, Jehovah, Jireh, the Lord will provide for Himself a message. The Lord will provide for Himself a messenger. The Lord will provide for Himself in His own way the signs to the church. Not joining, put your names on books. We hear so much today about decisions. So many decisions. What good does it do to pile up rocks if you haven't got a stone maker there to cut them and shape them out into sons and daughters of God? What good does it do to have these denominations filled up for the thousands if somebody isn't there with a sharp teenage sword of God to shape them out into real children of God? Might as well leave them out where they are. Amen! Not Methodist, i that is Catholic. God has provided himself a knife to shake out the children of God and the sons of God. Yeah. Amen. 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 Jehovah, Jireh, the Lord will provide for himself. Amen. And he has. Amen. Believe him and live. Amen.
1: Let's bow our heads
0: just a moment. Gracious God, the ever-living God, be merciful now unto us, and give unto us of thy grace. We are unworthy, Father, of anything that you would do for us. But we do not confess that we are worthy, but we're only heeding a call from God we pray, Father, that you'll shape us tonight into stones that'll fit into the temple of God. For the great coming of the Lord Jesus to his temple. Grant it, Father. Forgive we sinners of our shortcomings. Reveal to us your word. Show unto us the way to walk. Teach us, O Father God. May we receive it. And if it's contrary to the Word, we know that it's the wrong teacher. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He wrote the Word. And He would not teach anything but the Word. And we pray that He'll make it manifest to us this night in our hearts. Granted, God. Now with our heads bowed, our eyes closed, the grace of God rests upon us, my humble and sincere prayer.
1: Just believe now. Don't
0: doubt. Is there any dealing which I know there is, man and women who doesn't know him, has never accepted his provided sacrifice, the Lord Jesus, as your Savior? You do not know him, you might intellectually think you do. But a man can't see God until he's born again. A see doesn't mean you don't see with your eyes. You look with your eyes. See is to understand. You look right at it and say, I don't see it. You mean you don't understand it. You'll never know what we're talking about until you're born again. And you've never had that experience. With your head bowed now, in your eyes closed. Would you raise your hands and say, Brother Bram, remember me in prayer tonight? I believe that we're receiving our last message. The days of fasting sweeping away. And I see that what you said in the Bible is true because I've read the Bible. I believe that it's the hour that we must come now. And for me, I'm making my stand now for Christ. God bless, God bless you. 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 You. Good. Up in the balcony, a hand. Just raise your hand and say, for me. As Joshua said, for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Ryan, someone else, I'm just waiting. God bless you back there. See your hand. God bless you up there. God bless you. He sees you way up in the valley. God bless you up there The greatest thing you ever done in your life. Right in the middle balcony, someone raise up your hand in there. Maybe I've never seen a hand in there. Is that like somebody in that middle balcony up above? Raise your hand and say, Brother Brandon, for me, I am I want to serve in my eyes and spirit. God bless you. God bless you. God bless the little man. In the balcony to the right, someone raise up their hand and say, Brother Brandon, for me. For me, I'm a lesser I'm, I don't know God, but I want to know Him. I want to be sure of it. If I can't afford to take a chance. I can never come back again. The way the tree leaves, that's the way it falls. Scripture says. Don't fall in the direction of the wrong way. You can make it right tonight. Remember, as long as there is a an eternity, and it never did begin and never will end, but you become part of it, you will suffer. Are you living joy. How do you know you're going to live until you get home? You say, I'm awful young. I just got a message a while ago. A young lady back in my state just turned the roads wrong. Started smoking cigarettes. She'd been told about God, but she wouldn't listen. 16 years old. Just coming from her. No, 18 years old. Just come from her, a high school education. And was told trying to do right. But she started off on the wrong foot, Life and kill her human. Just a reasoning a colored man a three-pointer stood up and said there is no such a thing as God just blanked him said enough but a bunch of holy rollers. lightning killed him they took him to the grave and when they were burying that man a come up a little cloud and lightning struck the casket and blowed him out of the casket. Jehovah God gets angry I know he's a good God but he's a God of judgment too he still looks he knows if you're without God raise your hand and say remember me brother Ram as you pray God bless you God bless you, son. That's right. Somebody has God bless you. That's right, young man. God bless you back there. Yes, all back. God. Our Heavenly Father, now you see them. You know, there's 20 or 30 hands that have been up as they want you more. their Savior. God grant them. Just now, I give them this word. You said yourself, he that heareth my word. I've done the best that I could with the Lord. He that heareth my word and believeth on him that he has eternal life and shall not come into the judgment but pass from death to life. What a wonderful thing to say that. If sincere hearts behind those hands really admit that something is happening. Now you said he that will confess me before man him will I confess before my father and the holy angel. Let them know that it's our to of life. I pray that you will grant it. hear us Lord. In Jesus' name. All right, raise your hand. Do you believe in Jehovah's time? Do you believe it were in the days that it was the days of Lot? Days of Noah. Remember the last message? Is there somebody here for the first time? Raise your hand. I guess Brother Boris has explained to you. You've heard of me before. What takes place? Raise your hands if you have. If you've never seen him, just heard it. All right? Now, I'm a stranger to the people here. Some of you people with trouble pray to God and say, God, have mercy on me. I'm sick. Brother Bramson doesn't know me. But I hear that you're a high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. How many know that? And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know that. Well, now, if he's the same high priest, how would he act if you touched him? The same way he did when the woman with the blood issue touched him. He turned around and told her what a blood issue was and told her her face was her. Is that right? He's the same one tonight. If you can believe him, the same way that he was then. You believe him that way? Now, you look this way to me. As Peter and John said to Gay Beautiful, look on us. That wasn't look at them for anything, but look what they're saying. Start over here somewhere. Look this way and believe with all your heart. And say, Lord Jesus, I believe you. And I want to touch your garment. You speak to Brother Brandon and let him know what my trouble is. I'll believe you if you'll do it. Would you do it? Now here's a daring thing. How would I dare do a thing like that? I'd be something wrong with me to make a challenge like that. I've challenged that before half a million people at a time. Couldn't even speak their language, but he never let me down. Why he promised me. This is the last days and he promised this and here it is. I know, friend, you've had a lot to hurts. You've had a lot of carnal impersonation. But just let me say one thing to you, not for my benefit, but for your own benefit. They always had that. But God never has two on the earth at the same time. He never is. But just remember, there's a lot of impersonations, but there's a real God. There's a real Holy Spirit. There's a real message of God. And that is that Jesus Christ died for sinners, rose again from the dead, and has returned back in the person of the Holy Ghost to do the same work in the church that he did when he was here. How not the word of God say this? in Hebrews it says the fourth chapter the Bible says that the word of God is sharper, more powerful than a 2 edged sword cutting asunder that's cutting both coming and going and even to the mire of the bone and a discerner of the thought and intense the heart is that right? that's reason Jesus to stand before the audience and tell them and Pharisees he said, he's Beelzebub Jesus so he turned around they didn't see it out loud but he told them after you could tell the woman about her blood issue, tell the woman she had the husband, and when she did that thing, he said, Well, that's the sign of the Messiah. You see, now the returning, the appearance of the Messiah amongst the people. It's the Holy Spirit getting the church ready. I want you to turn your head. See the little woman reaching over there, raising back up, saying, right down here. See that light over, she's suffering with high blood pressure. That's right. Got a blue dress on, kind of wearing glasses over her face. For the last second or two, she's been feeling a real strange warm feeling around her. That's right. Out of your high blood pressure that's been bothering you so bad has left you. You accept it, raise up your hand. What did she have? The high priest. Now go ask the lady. I never saw her in my life. I don't know one thing about the woman, but that's true. I was watching that light as it moved across this audience when they're a glowing light. leave. Arthritis. Bladder trouble. Complications, nervous, weakness. That's right. You're not from here. No place called West believe God can tell me who you are? Ms. Hardwick, try right, stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. It's less Jesus Christ makes you well. Hallelujah. You believe?
1: Yeah.
0: The people are looking backwards for her. Here's that the lady right here. Look at still only over. Don't you see that? Here it is. What? There it is for that man sitting right there, looking at me. Arthur Ryder, believe with all of his heart, God will make you well. We're strangers to one another, but not to God. This lady right back here, suffering with headache. God's over there. In this. Oh God, I Miss Morton, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He heals you from that headache. See what letter pass by. I want to ask you something. Last night. When I spoke to somebody to the in the building about a headache, you had a real funny feeling. And you were wondering whether it actually you or not. Isn't that right? Raise up your hand. I'm not reading your mind, but I'm telling you what you've been saying. Today, you want to be sure that
1: it's it's you. It'll leave you now. Your faith will save you.
0: Hallelujah. Look at this lady saying check the dress on. If you have breast heart, lady, check you on. Do you believe the rupture will leave You and you'll be made well? you do, raise up your hands. That's what's wrong with your heart. Believe you with all your heart. Me. See what's to me? Lady right behind her raise up her. With a little, no, a second back there with a little green-looking dress on. Suffering with heart trouble. Yes. you believe that God made you well? That's fine, damn. You will. If you'll just believe it. Ladies, second one over from you, Mrs. Tillman there. If you believe that God will heal you, that stomach trouble, Mrs. Tillman, believe me, you shall have your stomach. It's a nervous stomach. It's been waiting for a long time, especially since Pentecost has been on there. You've had many things that caused you much trouble, but it's all over now. If those things are wave your hands to people so that they can see. If I'm a stranger to you, keep waving your hands. Jesus Christ makes you well. Do you believe? What is it? Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord, provides himself a sacrifice. Now, the whole audience becomes kind of like a blur to me. Jehovah-Jireh has provided a sacrifice for every one of you. Do you believe it? Now you here, that raise up your hand, come up here and stand here just a minute. Will you do it? Jehovah Jireh has provided a sacrifice. You raise your hand that you believe it. You've been here and know it's possible. It's something. So look at these people. How many have been called? I don't know now, maybe seven, eight or ten, whatever it was, it's been called. It can just keep on going on. But while I've got the strength, I want you to come and set thank you your Savior. Will you rise up now and come while we sing? I am coming, Lord, coming now to thee. Will you raise now and come up here? You that raise your hand a while ago and stand around the altar here and show that you're not ashamed of Christ. You're in his presence. Come now and prove to the people that you really meant it, that you want to be remembered by God, and you've accepted Him as your Savior. Come up now while we all stand and say, I am coming, Lord.
1: How are you ever going to? You'll never
0: receive another sign. This is it. Thus, saith the law. Would a prophet of God make a statement like that? to wasn't true. You're receiving your greatest sign in your lifetime before the appearing of Christ. Come. The reason I'm saying these things, I've never said this to any other meeting. I feel that right here, there's opportunity here for something to happen. And that's why I'm saying the way I am, I'll make you understand. You wouldn't go around and make some kind of a call and say, Brother Randall is a God or something like that. You understand what I'm talking about. Come now. Come. Let me persuade you. In the name of Christ, come. You that don't go where you're standing and you're not sure about, it, just the intellectual or some kind of emotional, you cry, you wept, or you, wep, you, you had some kind of sensation, don't you try to get around that. Remember, I tell you in the name of the Lord you are lost, miserably lost, and don't know it. Don't take a chance, friend. I'm only sowing a seed and put it in God takes the injury. I don't know. Let's
1: bow our heads. We